Let them listen. All right. We're going to be in the book of Luke today. Luke chapter 4. The, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, share so much about what the Lord did during his ministry here on the earth. And yet, John writes in the last two chapters of the book of John, he said that uh, these things were written that you might believe. And then he said, if all of the things about Christ had been written, that the world could not contain the books. Now, that seems like it's a lot, but that's what he said. That's what the Bible shares with us. So there was a lot of things that went on that the Lord didn't seem see fit for us to have recorded. But what we have is the Word of God, and it's so important. And here in this instance, in the book of Luke chapter 4, we find that uh, the Lord, is. it tells us there in verse 31, and came down, he's passing through the midst of them and went on his way and he came down to Capernaum. Now, Capernaum was a town in that area at the time. It was on the, uh, on the Sea of Galilee. It was a city of Galilee. And he taught them in the Sabbath days. And he ministered unto them. And one of the things about his preaching, this is so valuable. One of the things about the Lord's preaching was that the people were astonished at his teaching. They were astonished at his doctrine. Now, in another place, it says that they were astonished because he spoke as one having authority and not as one of the scribes. He believed what he was saying. That's in other words, he believed what he was preaching. And so many people during his day and probably ours today, they say words, but they really don't believe them. I know when I was in religion, I would say things about God and then go home and wonder if there really was a God. Well, I'm thankful that the Lord revealed himself to me and now I know there is a God. And I don't have any question about it. Well, they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. He spoke and taught and preached, and he believed every word he was saying. He knew what he was preaching about. And then it says, uh, and in the synagogue. Now, there was a temple where uh, there in Jerusalem. It had been built during Solomon's time. It had been destroyed. It had been rebuilt. And then it had been refurbished during Herod's time. And it was there in Jerusalem. And uh, uh, if you didn't have the opportunity of going to the temple, there were synagogues through the communities, uh, little satellite places that you can go. And there they read the law and uh, they taught. And it says, in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. Now, one of the things that I noticed about this, that even this man having this condition that he couldn't do anything about, he was religious about it. He went to the synagogue. And uh, the synagogue and the people in the synagogue and the words in the synagogue couldn't help him out. Nothing could help him get rid of the problem that he had. Well, on this instance, like all of the times we've been talking since we've started having services here, we find someone crosses paths with Jesus Christ the Lord. That's so valuable. That's so important. We find that at this particular time, here at this synagogue, there is somebody that can help this man with the condition that he has. And the condition that tells us that he has is he has a spirit of an unclean devil. And the devil cried out with a loud voice. Now, I've never seen anything like that, but I believe it because it's written in the Word of God. There was this man who had this condition, and he had an unclean devil. Now, I don't know of any different kinds of devils than an unclean devil. 
Now, there are angels. There were angels that kept their first estate. They honor and worship God. And there were angels that lost their first estate. They fell and they're bound in chains of darkness at this very time. But that, that's not this. This is an unclean devil. And he cried out. And this is what he is saying. Now, he's saying it not to the man, but he's saying it to someone the man is in the presence of. Because this unclean one says, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Now, by providence, Jesus of Nazareth is right here in this synagogue where this man came to. Now, he didn't know who Jesus of Nazareth is, this man, but that unclean devil knew exactly who was here. You know, the book of James tells us that uh, um, uh, you say you believe that there is one God. The devils believe that and fear and tremble. So this demon, this devil had a lot of knowledge about God, but it didn't mean that he had any peace with God. So it says here that... Uh, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Now that's not the man talking. That's this demon talking. This demon knows more about God than most people do. He's the Holy One of God. This demon knew more than most people do that they, he's Jesus of Nazareth. And are you here to come to destroy us? And in other places, are you coming here to destroy us before our time? Now, this man could not do anything with the malady that he had. He, no doubt, he was, he was pinioned by this. He was held by this. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that in Adam, all died. Now, we walk around physically, but our spirit is dead by nature. And we need that revived. We need it made new. We need the new birth. So here he's telling us, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee that thou whom thou art, the Holy One of God. So he said a whole lot here. The demon said a whole lot here in this passage of Scripture that most of the Jews in that day didn't even understand or believe or didn't want to have any part of. So in verse 35, Jesus rebuked him, rebuked the demon. I'm thankful that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is all-powerful and he has power over everything. You know, he had the ability, and Nancy and I were on a trip up there in Norway, and we were on a ship that was about 800 feet long. There was about 900 passengers on it. There's about 600, 500 uh, helpers on there, and we got into some seas, the North Sea. The wind was blowing 100 miles an hour, and the waves were, we got a lady. The waves, uh, the waves uh, were 40 to 50 feet high. It was rocking that boat around. And it was a big boat to me. I'm glad I wasn't in a dinghy. But here we are, rocking around in this big boat. And we go to bed and we're, we played some rock and roll, I'll tell you. But anyway, that kind of sea is what we find the Lord mentioned in the New Testament when he said, peace be still, and instantaneously it was brought to calm. Brought to calm. Now that's the power. We have the creator. He created the heavens and the earth. By him, all things were made. 
By him, he could calm the sea. By him, he could calm the waves. By him, he could heal the sick. By him, he could raise the dead. By him, he could do all things because he is God. And here he is there at the right place at the right time. Now, it's by no mistake that this man showed up at the synagogue at this time. He has been drawn there by a holy God. And this man has a problem that he can't deal with us on his own. He can't get rid of the problem that he has. Just like by nature, we can't get rid of the sin problem that we have. We need help out of it. We can't deal with it. It's stuck on us. We need someone to take it. Well, Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And this is the response by people that were around him. Now, they've already had a response about his words, what powerful words he brought. He believed what he was saying. He believed it about the words of God. He believed the Bible. He presented and gave the Bible, and he believed it. He, he didn't dance around the things. He always was head on going into the scriptures, and he said things that made other people very upset because it didn't agree with his script, with, his, with their feelings. He talked about uh, uh, all that the Father giveth me shall come unto me, and he that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out. People had a fit over that. And he, had, he would talk about his way of sa saving people, salvations of the Lord, and he made people upset. That doesn't make any difference. That is the truth. Well, this demon, this devil came out of him and it says they were all amazed and spoke among themselves saying. Now, if that had happened here, you know what we do? We turn around to our neighbor and say, did you see that? Did you just see what happened? Did you just see that man do that with that demon? We'd all be in conversation about it. It'd be amazing. Well, it still gives us the privilege of being amazed. We still talk about the things that come out of the scripture and say, my goodness, did you see what God can do? Did you see that he was able to deal with that problem that man had without any problem? He was able to go in, take care of the problem. And it goes on and says, they were amazed and spoke among themselves saying, what a word is this? For with authority and power, he commandeth the unclean spirits and they came out. They'd never seen anything like this. You know, the same thing could be true or said about the Lord walking up to a, a, a tomb. Inside was a man that had been dead for four days. His name was Lazarus. And when he brought that man out of the tomb, I can imagine people saying, what in the world? Did you see that? That man that was dead four days is now walking around and conversing with people? What an amazing thing. Well, that's what they said here. With power, you know, all Jesus had to do here was command this demon to come out. And that demon had no other issue than to come out. He was commanded by the Son of God to come out. So, let me get back to where I was. I, uh, I may have to. <laughs> All right. The electronics. <laughs> it works good when it works. <laughs> uh, 
All right. And they were amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits, and they came out. And the report about him went out in every place in surrounding region. You know, that report about what just took place is still being reported on. We're still talking about it. It's been talked about through the ages of the work and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ and his great ability to save people from their sins. It's still being talked about. It's still words of amazement that God would deal with people and take care of their problems. Now, he took care of the food problem for people, but that's not going to take care of the eternal problems. He helped people that had, were sick. That's not going to take care of the eternal problem. He helped people who were all bent over, had issues that they were blind, they were deaf, they couldn't speak, all kinds of miracles. And every one of them is a picture and a type and a shadow of what he does for us spiritually. No, we're born blind, spiritually blind. He gives us sight. We're born spiritually deaf. He gives us hearing. We're born that we can't say a positive thing about the salvation that God provides, and he gives us a mouth to say about it. He gives us feet to serve him, hands to serve him, all of these things. A mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That's what he does. He takes the impossible and gives it possibility. You know, the disciple said one time when he was discussing and teaching on, it says, how, he said, how hardly shall a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven? I don't believe he's talking about having gold and silver. I think it's, he's talking about us having riches in our own self and righteousness in our own self. But he said, how hardly can they enter the kingdom of heaven? And then he goes on to say, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for that person to go into the kingdom of heaven. And they looked at themselves and he says, who then can be saved? And he said, with man, it's impossible. But with God, it is possible. So we depend on that. With man, it's impossible. With God, it is possible. All things are possible with God. So as he was in the right place again, at the right time again, and a man came in, religious, spending his time in the synagogue, hearing the law, and Jesus walks up and that demon cries out and says, are you going to get rid of us? And he commanded him out and that man went home healed. Healed of a problem he could not take care of himself. And that's where we are. We have a problem we can't take care of ourselves. It takes God Almighty to do it. 